Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast today. It is November 9th, 2021, Tuesday. And uh, so we are the first full week of November off and running. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys are uh, doing well. Hope your Monday was good and uh, cooler weather, a little cooler outside today. 54 here in Tampa when we got walking this morning. Um, not windy, so that was good. It was not windy, so uh, it was bearable. Just you know, you got to remember, guys. Some of you guys are up north, and you're like 54. Come on, I know, I know, but you know, got to realize, man, the blood gets thin down here. <laughs> so 54 is cold, especially if it's windy. But like I said, it was still. So it was a nice, nice walk. Um, yeah. So we uh, still yesterday was kind of deconstructing the uh the wedding decorations um from the week past weekend big wedding for my daughter uh she and her new husband dylan are in dominican republic enjoying a uh, all-inclusive resort vacation that sounds really great honestly <laughs> so hope they're having a great time but what we did was we uh we uh went through several boxes of wedding decorations taking decorations apart and sending some things to Goodwill and selling other stuff and repackaging and saving yet other things. So that was our day. Um, but it's all set now, kind of pretty much everything back where it needs to go. And um, sort of that, uh, you know, it's that kind of after Christmas, after the holidays blues, you know, not blues, but like, well, it's all over. You know, it's such a big deal and such a, topic of conversation and focus for better part more than a year uh, and obviously for the last month like really an intense focus on that and then it's over and I was like whoa okay <laughs> uh, but we're ready ready I know I, obviously Christy my wife had the the lion's share of that kind of coordination and work and stuff but so um so I had it easy. I just signed the checks. <laughs> uh, and by the way, guys, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know if we've I said much about this on here, but, you know, we're big uh, Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University people and uh, learned a lot from them over the years. And you know what? The greatest thing about this wedding is there is no debt. Greatest thing about this wedding, not the greatest thing, but a, another added benefit of this wedding is when it was over, there's no credit card coming to be paid off. There's no lingering debt to be paid down. It's paid for. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All glory to God. And thank you, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> 
it makes all the difference, man. You can enjoy it. So we really enjoyed the wedding because we knew like this is all paid for. It's not like we were, you know, oh no, what oh, there all these people are eating a whole lot. Oh no, no, no. I wonder how much that no, it's done. It's paid for. No worries. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. So that, you know, another thankful moment from the wedding is that. Just man, just what a blessing to be able to celebrate and know that you're not gonna see the bill. Because uh because of wise biblical stewardship that was imparted to us. And we uh, we latched onto it, man. And it's changed our lives probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. And it's uh, totally changed the trajectory of our lives and our financial life. And so I, I highly commend it to you. If you've never taken Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey, and you need a financial plan to get out of debt, to get on, uh, to get on, you know, get on plan and get ahead of your, your uh, financial situation, and create an emergency fund and have some peace in your life financially. I can't, I can't uh, re recommend it highly enough. Because you know what, I, you know what I've discovered? It's not how much you make. Peace, financial peace has nothing to do with how much you make. There are people who make way more than you or I that do not have financial peace. There are people who make way less than you and I that have tremendous amounts of financial peace. Why? Because of margin. <clears throat> it's a little thing called margin. Living below what you make. <laughs> Living below your means. It's pretty much that simple. <laughs> and there's some steps and plans to get there. Um, the more margin you have, the more financial peace you'll have. So, all right. Well, this isn't a financial peace class. This is a Bible study class. Uh, John chapter 16. We are reading through the Gospel of John and uh, working our way through the New Testament. We're almost, we've almost done it, guys. Uh, we're here at the end of the year. I, I'm thinking about December. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have to. I don't know. I think December. I'm really thinking about doing a devotional, like a, a, an Advent devotional. We did that last year <clears throat> on the daily, uh, the daily prayer, and I just I, that was just really a lot of fun. So uh, next few weeks, I'll be looking at different things. Um, in the meantime, we'll just keep working our way through the Gospel of John and then on to Thessalonians. Let's do it. John chapter 16. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Verse 16, or chapter 16, verse 1, the Gospel of John reads, All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. Hmm. What's he saying? What was he talking about before? You know, there's going to, the world will hate you. In the latter part of chapter 15, he says, the world hated me. Don't be surprised when the world hates you too. If you're becoming like me and the world hated me, don't be surprised when the world also hates you. We talked about this yesterday that, you know, the idea that just you, if we become more like Jesus, everyone is just going to love us. That's, that's not true. <laughs> um, Jesus, you know, was, did attract sinners. He did attract those far from God. Um, but he also caused um, some to turn away. Some turned away. Some did not follow him. Some didn't like him. And some religious leaders in particular hated him. So he's saying, I told you all this. I'm letting you know about all this so you don't fall away. Verse 2. <clears throat> they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. Wow. Wow. Um. There it says, you know, you're going to face some persecution. And speaking to primarily Jewish uh, believers at this point, he's saying they're going to kick you out of the synagogue. They're going to tell you you don't believe in God. 
and they're going to they're going to kill you. They're going to chase you down and they're going to think they're doing a service to God. That was the Apostle Paul's story, right? That's what the Apostle Paul was doing before he was before he was Paul. He was Saul and he was persecuting the church and he thought he was uh, helping God out. And, you know, historically, in the 20th century, a lot of uh, Christian martyrs were done by atheist states. But uh, prior to the 20th century, most martyrs were uh, uh, most martyrdom was at the hands of other religions. So they thought they were doing it in the name of in the name of God. Verse three, they will do such things because they have no they have not known the father or me. I told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you, because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove to the world to be uh, to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me, and about righteousness, because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. About judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Mm. So he's saying, right now, all you, you, he's like, I didn't tell you this from the beginning, I'm telling you now because I'm getting ready to leave, that you're you know, you're know, going to face some persecution. Um, and I'm telling you this so you don't fall away. You know, Jesus does not want you to fall away. Maybe some of you today, you're struggling, man. And uh, I, I've been there. I've been there. And uh, and Jesus is, if you're wondering where, where, where God stands on that, where Jesus stands on that, he does not, does not want you to fall away. So he's telling you, he's He's letting you know, he's being, equipping us. He equips us as much as possible for the trials and obstacles and adversity in this world, sorrows of this world, so that when those things hit, we don't fall away. I think that was also discouraging a little bit uh, during 2020 when, you know, 2020 was a pandemic. It was horrible. But it was unfortunate how that horrible pandemic caused people to fall away. And, and I say this, you say, well, some of people got very intense in him. Yeah, but you know what? What I saw was like some people shift their devotion away from Jesus to a cause. Um, name the cause. Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a, that became the focus of their devotion. Um, and so that's falling away, guys. <laughs> falling away is not just becoming, you know, apathetic and not becoming a just like not taking your faith seriously. That's not that's not the only way you can fall away. Fall away is also when you come become equally passionate about a false god. That's a falling away. You're falling away from the true God and latching on <clears throat> to a false God. That's falling away. Sometimes we think, I know, it's, we, we imagine falling away just to be sort of this apathy that doesn't care, just doesn't care about spiritual things or religious things or whatever, just kind of, you know, doesn't go to church as often or doesn't read their Bible as often or, you know, switches the channel off the Christian station. <laughs> that they're falling away. No, falling away can be very intense and passionate. And you may still have your Christian station playing, but your devotion is to something else and someone else or a cause that's falling away. Um, so he says, I'm going away. I'm going to send you the comforter or the, the advocate, right? The Holy Spirit. He's going to come and he will, he will convict the world. 
He will, he will prove to the world to be in the wrong about sin. Man, listen to that. The Holy Spirit convicts the world that they are wrong about sin. Most of the conversation today is that over time, we discover, like, discover that the world is actually right about sin. You know, that this lifestyle and this choice and this behavior and this attitude is, is actually right. We just had to learn and grow into it. But the Bible says right there that the Holy Spirit is going to prove to the world that they were wrong about sin. Not that, oh yeah, you were right and the church has been wrong all along. No. Now, can the church um, use correction from time to Of course. Can the church use correction from time to time? Of course, yes, absolutely, 100%. Judgment starts in the house of God, yes, yes. But the Holy Spirit isn't coming around convicting the church that the world has been right all along. But that's the that's the conversation with a lot of these people who deconstruct their faith. You know, they turn away from, they fall away. Call it what you want. They fall away from the faith. And the the often... Often the talking line, the conversation line, the, the argument goes that they, they became convinced in the sense that the world was right. That after all was said and done, Jesus was wrong, the Bible was wrong, and the world was right about sin. That is absolutely opposite of what John chapter 16 says. <laughs> that the Holy Spirit will convict the world that they were wrong about sin. Mm, mm, mm. That's why we read the Bible, guys. Yeah, that's why we read the Bible. We don't listen to the world. The world will. The world is not a good counselor about what is sin and what is not, because the Bible tells us right there that the world is wrong about sin. And what's the world? It's the it's the ideologies of the day. It's the it's the. Uh, it's the mentality of uh, unsaved people. That is the world. It's the unconverted mind. It's the unsaved, unsanctified soul and spirit and thoughts. That's the world. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world that they are wrong about sin. Because people do not believe in me. That's what Jesus says. Because I'm going to the Father, you, uh, and about righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, where you cannot see me any longer, and about why. So Jesus was here to teach about righteousness before, but he's going to the Father, so the Holy Spirit will be here to teach about righteousness. And about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So uh, the Holy Spirit will teach that the, the God of this world has been judged, has been condemned by Jesus. Verse 12, I have much more to say to you, but... <clears throat> excuse me, more than uh, you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Man, underline that one, guys. That's solid. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. And again, it's not like you don't need the Bible. All I need is the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Remember, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is an advocate for Jesus. So he's going to lead you into all truth. Remember earlier in 
John 10, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into all truth. So what's he going to do? He's going to guide us towards Jesus, guide us towards understanding Jesus, guide us towards understanding the words of Jesus that are in the word of God. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. Uh, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he, he will make known. All that belongs to the Father's mind. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known. So the Father and Holy Spirit work together to, uh, to convince the world of the truth of the gospel. <clears throat> Verse 16. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no longer, and then after a little while you will see me. So he's talking about he's going to death, and then he's going to be resurrected on the third day. Add this, some disciples at one point said, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by, quote, a little while, end quote? We don't understand what he's saying. He says that we, you're going to see me, then you're not going to see me, then you're going to see me again. I don't understand. In a little while, you'll see me again. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't. Again, we're on the other side of the resurrection, so it all makes sense. But if you're on the, the that side of the resurrection, the far side of this of the resurrection, yeah, you can see where that doesn't make any sense. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, "Look, guys, I can tell you're struggling with this." I can see your little wheels turning. I can see your little eyes rolling back in your head. So let me, let me just go ahead and speak to this. <laughs> Jesus said that. Essentially, he knew that what they were thinking. He didn't say that. He's what he was, they were thinking. Are you asking, Jesus speaking, are you asking one another what I meant when I said in a little while you will see me no longer? And then after a little while you'll see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. Okay, when Jesus dies... You will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. The world will rejoice. We we defeated him. We ended this. This uh this Nazarene who is causing hostility, who is causing uh who is upending the apple cart of religion. The one who was uh declaring that the kingdom of God was at hand, the one who was uh, allowing people to worship him as God. We, we got rid of him, and, and they think we did this in the name of God. So they will rejoice. Jesus says, there's coming a time very soon when you will be weeping and mourning, but the world will rejoice. Good Friday, man. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hey, you know, you, you, that might be your word today, man. That might be your word. Today, you might be the word for you that your grief will turn to joy. Because God came, Jesus came that you might have complete joy. And your grief, sooner or later, will turn to joy. Know that. If you're in a season of grief, sadness, your grief will turn to joy. It may be in heaven. Maybe you've lost a loved one and it's in heaven when you see that person again. It may be when you get through this season that you're in. It's a hard season and it's grief and hard and filled with sorrow, but it will be turned to joy when you see God carried you through it. Verse 25, or maybe it's when you're raising your kids, they're going through a hard time. Kids, man, kids, you're grieving and it's hard and you're struggling, but that grief, that struggle will be turned to joy. Receive that. 
Yeah. Verse 21, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when the, her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that the child is born into the world. Yeah. Gives an analogy of suffering with childbirth, right? Suffering is a lot like childbirth. It's not, it's not pleasant for the time. It's, there's anguish, there's pain. So they tell me. <laughs> I mean, I've had suffering. I've never had a child. So, but you know, I get it. Uh, but when the baby comes, there's a the joy is not worthy of comparing. Verse 22, so with you, now is the time of your grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. And that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So he's saying, there's coming a time very shortly when I'm going to be raised from the dead. And when you see me, man, this is, this is cool. When you see the resurrected Jesus, you don't have to ask him for anything. Wow. Think about that. We think, man, when I, if I could see God, I would, it, would, it would be like, I would ask him, I would ask for three wishes. No, you really wouldn't. Think about this. If you, the disciples who were filled with sorrow and grief, when they saw the resurrected Jesus, you know what, they, you know what people do when they see the resurrected Jesus in the Bible? They fall down and worship. They don't ask for anything. They don't list. They don't pull out their, you know. Oh wait, 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 Jesus. Let me get this. Uh, let me get this list out of my coat pocket. Uh, let me. I have a little list. I was hoping this would happen. I have a little list here of three things. Just three things, Lord. I just had these three wishes. I would like for you to, to to grant. No, when you see the resurrected Jesus, you don't ask for anything. You just fall in worship, because nothing else matters. If God, if he, if Jesus is Jesus, if Jesus is God, if Jesus is alive, if, if he is Lord, if he is who he says he was, then he's alive. Then what else matters? Everything he said is true. Everything he promised will come to pass. I don't have to ask for anything. I just worship. Wow, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's what he says. You're going to see me when I'm resurrected. When I'm resurrected, you're not going to ask me for anything. Until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you'll receive, and your joy will be complete. Verse 25, though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. And that day you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believed that I came from the Father. So what Jesus is saying... It's not like God is a God of wrath and I've got to turn away his, he hate, like he hates you. And I've got to turn him away and talk, you know, speak kindness. No, God, the God of the universe loves you. Verse 28, I came from the father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the father. Then Jesus's disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. He said, yeah, I just said that. <laughs> now we can see, that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for the Father's with me. So I'm not what? During the crucifixion, people deserted Jesus. They didn't understand, so they went back to their own homes. But Jesus wasn't alone. He wasn't alone on the cross. The Father was with him until he bore the sins of the world. And he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have over." 
overcome the world. Wow, that's underlinable, man. 16.33, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Praise Jesus. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being on today. Man, what an awesome chapter. So much good stuff. Man, so much good stuff. That our grief will be turned to joy. That in the presence of the resurrected Jesus, we don't ask for anything. We just worship. (laughs) And Jesus just said, what, I've told you these things that in me you may have peace. In the world you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your holy word that speaks to our hearts, that teaches us truth, that shows us what is real and what is not, what you desire, who you are, who we are, and who we can be. Lord, may you plant this word deep in our hearts today. Lord, help us to be filled. Let us be biblical people who know your word and live your word and understand your word and weigh the the truth claims of the world against the word of God. And may we always um, choose rightly uh, in what your word has to say about things. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray that whatever they're going through, whatever they need from you, they're each, each of their unique individual requests and concerns in their lives. You know each one. So may you touch my friend right now, whether they're in their car, office, home, jogging, sitting in their family room or kitchen, wherever they are, may you grant um, a miracle in their lives. Bring peace, bring uh, blessing, all for your name's sake. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Love you guys so much. Thank you guys for sharing this. appreciate that. You know, with it sounds like we're just on the podcast. A lot of people kind of, you know, forget about us sometimes. So, hey, thank you for sharing it. Reminds them, hey, we're still doing this, man. So thanks for sharing it. Thanks for liking it. Thanks for subscribing to it. You can always contact me uh, about the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That's the email for the podcast. Always love to hear from you. If God has spoken to you or you're something meant something to you or you have some suggestions, comments about the podcast, always love to hear those. So uh, positive, negative, doesn't matter. I like to hear the feedback. So um, Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. All right, you guys have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow as we jump into John chapter 17. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember... God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.